It is March 1st. Let the madness begin. Can your Baylor Bears find their way to the one line? This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Baylor. I am third degree sunburn, and that is Isaac Shade, the host of Locked On College Basketball. Who's pale? I, I am pale. I'm see through. So. We've been getting some sun, man. We've been you, getting some sun. You texted me here. a picture before we started of you just kicked up like this. Yeah, dude. A noon, a noon Miller light on a Tuesday. There's something about it. There's something about it. And uh, that's not what today's show is based on. Instead, <laughs> it's based on can Baylor basketball find its way to becoming a one seed, a preseason top five team, number five. So I guess technically they've regressed since they're number seven now, but they're playing some of the best basketball we've seen these last two games with a big win against Texas at home, a win against Oklahoma State. Both those games, they led by as many as 15. The team's clicking, even with Keontae George Hurt, now Langston Love. It's not that far out of the question for a few dominoes to fall and Baylor to sneak their way into that top four conversation. 100%, Drake. And here, let me let me start. I'll give you what I had on, a, on our Locked on College basketball show on Monday. Andy, my co-host, and I gave our top two seeds, like so those eight teams. So let me give you that and then say what I think it would take to get there. Yeah. Um, so I have, I still have Bama at number one. Um I, I know there's all the stuff with Brandon Miller, whatever. That is they weird, are, isn't it? Ah, it's a little it's, weird. It's it's a cluster, man. They they have bungled it. They've mishandled it, and I am really disappointed. Like Scott Drew is disappointed in yeah. uh, how Nate Oates has handled that. I have it. I'm just kidding. I have no idea how Scott Drew feels about it, other than he's probably really disappointed in Nate Oates. Anyway, yeah. they're still a really good basketball team, morals aside. Uh, so we'll leave that there. Houston, uh, soon to join this wonderful Big 12 conference, um, might be the more consistent team. I have them as my number two overall, then Kansas number three overall. And I have gone back and forth between UCLA and Texas as my fourth one seed right now. Wow! I know a lot of the bracketologists kept Purdue in even after uh, their home loss to Indiana over their weekend, they've just regressed enough for me. And I've had trouble trusting their freshman guards all season that I moved them down to the two line. And so I actually went with Texas as my fourth number one right now, um, just because they have more good wins, more, um, more depth that could kill you than does UCLA. Mm -hmm. So then I put UCLA and Purdue as my top two, two seeds followed by, the Baylor Bears, and then uh, Kansas State after that. So I had um, two Big 12 teams in my one seed line and two Big 12 teams on my two seed line. So that said, what do we got to do to get the Bears to number one? That's your question. Mm -hmm. I don't think they can overtake Bama. I don't think they can overtake Houston. Right there. I think th those things. So you're playing for overtaking Kansas, Texas, UCLA, and Purdue. That's basically got to leapfrog those four teams if they want to get to the one line. Yeah. Purdue is on a trajectory down. Like if you look at their name today, it's going to have a down arrow beside it because they're losing games. I think if, if Baylor won out, I mean, there's just one regular season game left uh, hosting Iowa state Saturday. You feel good about that because the cyclones are sucking right now. 
quite frankly. True. And true. I think it's like 10 of their last 14 they've lost in four in a row. So oh, it's not good. It's not, not good. Not good at all. They got to they gotta turn the ship around. They just got to get out of Big 12 play. Anyway, so if, if Baylor... I mean, I think the only legitimate way to think one seed is to obviously beat Iowa State and then win the Big 12 championship. Maybe if the pieces fell right, getting to the championship game. But I think any hope of a one seed has to be a Big 12 conference cha uh, tournament championship. So looking at it, though, I think Baylor is no shoe in to win or Baylor. Purdue is no shoe in to win the Big 10 championship. And so I think in that scenario, you jump past Purdue. I think uh, UCLA has done well. The problem with trying to get past them is that the Pac-12 is just not deep. Uh, Arizona yeah. has shown some warts here and there, and I just don't really see anybody. Maybe UCLA or excuse me, USC giving UCLA much of a push. So, so that's a, a hurdle to jump. But again, if you win the Big 12 championship, you've got to beat Texas and/or Kansas to get there. And so at that point, maybe the committee sees enough to leapfrog uh, the bears past one or both of those schools, more than likely Texas rather than can. I mean, Kansas, just the amount of Q1 wins they've loaded up. It's yeah. insane. This. Okay. Uh, here's how I, here's how I think about this. Isaac, I'm, I'm not going to push back on what you said. Please don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> push back all the pushback. I'm not going to push back on what you said, but I want to add a little a, a little caveat in here. I, I'm, I'm throwing in this question of can Baylor make the, the one line, knowing that like it's 90, it's a 95% chance it's no. It is interesting that they've climbed to seven in the AP poll. They're, the strength of schedule is there, obviously. You've got 20-plus wins again. You're on the doorstep of being – you were in the hunt for a Big 12 championship up until the last week. That says a lot in the best conference in basketball. And it's Especially not after that 0-3 conference start. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you have one of those games back. Uh, but you're, you're looking at a team that – at the seventh spot in the Big 12, it's not out of the question for two of these teams to be one seeds. It would be, to me, Baylor and, and Kansas. Though Texas, you're right, is in that conversation. Here is the glaring problem. Baylor is an eight-loss team. When's the last time a team with eight losses was a one seed? And I, I Isaac, it, I, I really want your thoughts on this one. I don't want Baylor to win a game in the big 12 tournament. I don't want them to win a game, get in, get out. It worked in 2021. <laughs> Every team does it. Texas can win the big 12 tournament, celebrate, and then lose in round one. That's how I like my big 12 tournament. I, I just don't think there's any for a team like Baylor, anything the big 12 tournament can do to help you. If you're just locked in as a two seed. I, completely 100% agree with that assessment Drake like and because looking at the quads right all eight of those losses are quad one losses and so it's like you're gonna take losses you're gonna pile them up in the big 12 and the the committee the selection committee knows that but man zero losses in quad two quad three or quad four that is is massively great but this is something I harp on every year I put so much more stock into a regular season than what a team does in a conference tournament. Yeah. Cause that's just, I mean, it might be the best team, but more often than not, it's just whoever is the hottest at that moment that typically then wears themselves out <laughs> or whoever doesn't want to lose. Cause there are teams that are like, like, I'm good. Um, 
let's go back to uh, a, a coach that's been in the Big 12 or had been for a long time before he moved to the ACC, Roy Williams. Yeah. Famously, I mean, publicly, he's going to talk about, yeah, we're going to go put our all in. That dude doesn't care a hill of beans about conference tournaments Boycott. because all you do is wear yourself out. And then four or five, you turn around and open up the NCAA tournament play, which is clearly and obviously what matters most. And so I'm right with you. If Baylor's not going to be able to get to the one line, win a game, lose your first game, you're a two seed, maybe a three if you lose in the in the first one. But what is it at that point? I mean, you're you're still playing the two. I, I just think you don't want to drop to the four line because yeah. then you'd have to play a one seed in the sweet uh, in the sweet 16. And you don't want to do that. Here's what's beautiful about it, too. Every year, I'm usually like, oh, if we if Baylor's a one seed and they get the South and they get to play round one in Little Rock and then they get to play round two in Houston and they get to play this year, nothing's close. <laughs> Until the final four, nothing's close. Like, you're lucky if you're in Dayton, Ohio. So I am, I'm to the point, like, all right, I just kind of hope Baylor gets put in a relatively easy pod. That's where I want to be. Put me in a region where it's like, all right, yeah, there's not your UNC circa last year not this year sorry uh that's that's waiting in the wings in in a region i'm happy with that that's where i want baylor you know what else i'm happy with isaac FanDuel. very happy with fan it's the official sponsor today's show is sunscreen because i have not been using a lot of it the unofficial sponsor of today's show is FanDuel. FanDuel.com. So can I tell you guys, this is a secret of mine that I've kept this for years and years. I'm wearing cheetah print shorts right now. That's not the secret. I just thought I'd let you know. I'm trying to grab your attention. If you were to bet $100, $100 on every underdog, money line of every underdog in the NCAA tournament, you would win last year $1,400. That's plus 14 units. If you bet a million dollars, on the money line of every underdog in March Madness, you would win $14 million. It's a lot of dollars. So you go to FanDuel today and you do that. It's a cheat code. It's a cheat code. You take money from FanDuel. And guess what? If your first bet doesn't hit, they'll give you $1,000 in free play, up to $1,000, that is. So you have this bonus bet thing. You go, you bet $1,000 on Baylor. They lose in round one to Princeton. Uh, uh, you still get $1,000 in free play. That's awesome. Spreads, money lines, rebounds, assists, all that jazz. It's all at FanDuel. FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. L-O-C-K-E-D on. You go type that in. You get your $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't hit or you win 1000 bucks. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It's the official sports betting partner of everything. Isaac, thoughts on sunscreen? Uh, I'm for it. Uh, once again, I'm a, a pale-skinned Brit. I was born in England, and we don't know what the sun looks like in England. And so I am I'm, I'm a big proponent. Give me all the banana boat. I want to smell like it. Isaac, the, the guitar has six strings. It does. There are six locks in the Big 12 right, for the NCAA tournament. Oh! Thank you for the prop, by the way. Oh, you're you're welcome. Just great. I was going to find a way to try to segue. To, you know what? I'll save it for later. I six teams for sure. How how many of these? That the ambient music's great too. How many of these Big Twelve teams can we realistically get into March? What do we? What do I at Locked On Baylor have to do to get the likes of a Texas Tech into this tournament? Well, unfortunately for the Red Raiders, they really did themselves by not pulling out that win against TCU on Saturday. Boy, I thought they were going to, and they couldn't hold on. By the way, at the time of recording, they haven't not 
not beat Kansas. That's uh, right. Uh, you all know what's happened. We don't. So that, that is a big thing. What's going to happen? Or wh- we all know what happened last night in Fog Allen Fieldhouse, right? Yes, absolutely. We do. Um, but Monday night, uh, Oklahoma State lost. I don't know if you're aware of that on this channel. Uh, but I mean, obviously that hurts them, put them into most bracketologists, like first four out somewhere in that range. Um, and so unfortunately, if you want to get more teams in Baylor really should have took an L on Monday night. So frankly, Drake, I blame you and Scott drew and coach Brooks and everyone else and Flo Thamba and Flo Thamba. Uh, he, he, uh, takes a lot of the blame for this himself. Um, West Virginia winning at Iowa state, despite what we talked about earlier with Iowa state. That's a big road win there in Ames, and they're actually sitting pretty in most brackets right now. And so I think that's going to help. I, I don't think, man, there, there's no way you get to nine. But I mean, seven, eight is, nah, it's going to be seven. That's if I'm going with it today, I think it's seven and that it'll be West Virginia. Oklahoma is obviously on the outside looking in. Um, Oklahoma State and Texas Tech still have opportunities. But I, I think if I'm picking between the bottom four, give me the Mountaineers to get in. Wow. So you're going seven from the Big 12. You're going to exclude Oklahoma's moot point. There's just right. no way. <laughs> you're, you're going to take, of Texas Tech and Oklahoma State both, both of those teams out entirely. Yep. Wow. Look at you. Guys only putting seven in. So let me give you this. I what Here's what I want. I want Scott Drew to sit down with Bill Self and say, look, Bill, for the sake of this conference, let's just get killed in round one of this conference tournament and and have all of the, the Oklahoma State, West Virginia, like, build, build those resumes a little bit more. What say you, Isaac Shade? Tank away. I say tank away for the good of the conference. And then let Oklahoma win the whole conference tournament. Right, exactly. You know, just what a, what a nice goodbye present that would for the Sooners. That's that's how you get eight in right there is get the Sooners to win the automatic bid there. Um, that'd be great. But um, yeah, I mean, legitimately, I'm going to be wrong in either Oklahoma State or t- not, Texas Tech. I, I just, they had to win at TCU. Uh, and we, again, we feel like we know what happened already at Kansas on Tuesday night. And, um, and so I, I just think Texas Tech is too far gone, barring winning the conference tournament. But I just think Oklahoma State has taken too many L's, and um, I just don't—I I don't see it. I can't remember. I'm pulling up their schedule to remind myself. They're—they're they're at Texas Tech on Saturday, so somebody's gonna get a big win. Yeah, I think that is essentially a play-out game, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we'll see what the matchups are on uh, next week. But I mean, five losses in a row for the Cowboys, dude. That's just—it's yeah. rough, Drake. It's rough. Um, Isaac, before we get you out of here, we're actually going to hear from Scott Drew today because I didn't, I told everybody yesterday that I wasn't going to play his stuff and I'm going to play it today. Some of his quotes from the win against Oklahoma state. He's a lively character. I like that guy. He, um, great Christian guy too, as well. Scott reminds, you know, reminds me of my candle here. It's the, uh, (laughs) it's uh, child Jesus, otherwise known as El Nino Jesus. <laughs> yes, perfect. I think that's Ricky Bobby's favorite version of <laughs> the Lord and Savior. Oh, uh, sweet. Six pound, eight ounce, too. <laughs> um, Isaac, before we get you out of here, Flo Thamba is yep. playing good basketball now for yep. some reason. I just, in spite of me, Dale Bonner exists again after being <laughs> in char- like charging his batteries for two months. 
And now, even with a couple of injuries, pretty key injuries, Baylor's playing really good basketball. I guess that I'm the insider. I guess I'm the one that lives here. But I want you to explain what on earth is happening right now with this team. Well, I mean, it's interesting. I was really curious to see how Baylor would respond on Monday night at Oklahoma State in Stillwater. Their quick turnaround without Keontae George. And it's like, I I just, it, it felt very trappy with Oklahoma State trying to play off the bubble. But my goodness, what a performance, right? Like I I was bouncing around a little bit and came back and I was like, this lead is bigger than I thought it would be. And so great, great stuff there. I mean, I know um, still I've been expecting JTT to come in and maybe move back into the starting lineup. He hasn't. And I think at this point, for me, that's part of it is him coming off the bench yeah, to bring a Big 12 starting caliber guy of his capability off your bench. I think that it plays massively into it. And I think he's only going to get more and more comfortable here in these closing games. So I, I think there's that. Plus, I mean, the way Cryer and Flagler have been playing, I, I know there was that. Um, disappointing second half in Lawrence a couple of weeks ago, but, but out, sorry to bring that back up, you know, but outside of that, just these performances time and time and time again. And I, I know Langston love didn't have uh, like, he had a goose egg on Monday night, if I remember correctly. Um, but just getting anything out of some of these guys is, is big time. Oh, and I guess that was because of his injury, but uh, that would do it. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> I put that in there. At least you covered yeah. your bases. Yes, exactly. But, um, you know, he had seven minutes to score, but, um, <laughs> True. but, but seriously, I, I think this team is finding their way together. Um, Hopefully Keontae, I mean, that's another part of not performing well in the big 12 tournament, like just get everybody off their feet, let Keontae George rehab. And hopefully he's back fully ready. Um, come if not next week, then by the time Baylor tips off in their first NCAA tournament game, because I mean, you, you have to have that back in, but when you've got this full stable of guards, you're in great shape. Yeah. I like it. Isaac, they're good again. <laughs> they were bad there for a second. They're not bad. They're now, yeah, because they kept getting leads and blowing them. Yep. But yep. they're back. They're back. Um, hot at the right time. That's the which thing. Is good. The defense. It's all about if the defense can move. I mean, as of the moment of this recording, they've moved up to 85th. So they're yeah. up in the 90s in defensive efficiency. And so that's, I mean, it's just that that um, separation between second overall and offensive efficiency is blowing my mind. Yeah. Um, but that unfortunately that's the marker of teams I typically don't trust in March and April. And I, I hate that because as you know, I'm a big Baylor fan. I want to see Baylor succeed and do well, but they're going to have to overcome those defensive efficiencies next this, this month. It's March. Yeah. Well, the good defense, the better defense is something Scott drew talked about in his press conference. I clipped the best stuff from Scott. Scott, take it away. <sighs> Well, that's the Big 12 rule. A game can't be decided until it gets down to five points with under a minute to go. So um, uh, uh, credit Oklahoma State for a tremendous fight down the stretch. Uh, credit them with 22 offensive rebounds. I mean, they, they, they competed. They played hard. Um, and I credit our guys for doing a good job second half, uh, uh, doing a better job on the glass. And then holding Oklahoma State to 39%. So um, I know second half... Um, I'm sorry, holding them to uh, 42%. Second half, I know both teams, they shot 28, 29%, and, and uh, um, we cooled off a, a, a little bit as well. 
Um, wait a minute here. All right, I got the wrong stuff here. Yeah, we're, that's what I thought, 28%. We couldn't buy a bucket second half for a minute there. But um, really credit our guys for a lot of fight. We didn't have Keontae. Langston went out with an eye injury. And then we had several guys file out, and next man up really, really helped us. How much do you think your experience helps in those moments at the end when they're down 17 and get back in the game? Well, you see college basketball all the time. Michigan State the other night against, uh, uh, who was it, Iowa? And uh, I can tell you with uh, uh, Adam and LJ, it makes it easy to sleep at night. Um, Dale was tremendous uh, down the stretch. And then with the foul trouble, it got a little tough. But it starts with your backcourt. And Adam and LJ, they got experience. They make free throws. Um, they take care of the basketball. Um, so you really, you really trust them. LJ, were you calming guys down? Where, where, what was your attitude in those final stretch? Um, just not to panic because um, things were going left. But I mean, at the end of the day, we still had the lead. Like we were still um, controlling the game, even though they were on that run. So it was just like we just got to take care of the ball and finish the game off. What did OSU do well in that last stretch there to get back in the game? Uh, they mixed it up on defense. Uh, they started trapping. They didn't do that like the whole game. Uh, just sending random guys out there, even Cisse. Um, so they were just sending random people at the ball. Um, so, yeah, that's about it. I think the big thing is on Mondays too. Your legs the last ten minutes. They did a good job getting to the bas- getting to the rim, and and we had some wide open looks, but three for fifteen in the second half from three. And on film, you would say those are great looks. So we needed to, the last five minutes get the ball to paint more and get some twos and get fouled. That was Scott Droop, host Oklahoma State from Stillwater. Big win, man. That's Isaac Shade right there. Right. Oh, oh wait, that's the wrong sign to be right doing there. Right that's now. Isaac Shade right there. <laughs> right there. Uh, Isaac from Locked On College Basketball. Go check out his podcast every day, talking about Baylor and the biggest stories in college basketball, which Baylor Bears have been a part of most of this season, the last few seasons under Scott Drew. And Isaac, talk to me about some of this tournament coverage you got coming up. Oh, boy. Uh, Well, Andy Patton and I, my co-host, we are going to be doing shows seven days a week as we get into conference, into champ week and in uh, first and second rounds of the NCAA tournament. So not just five days a week. It'll be every day. We'll be doing recaps uh, each of the four nights of the NCAA tournament, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday night. So make sure you tune in for that. We'll be having some great conversations talking about all the wild action like Saturday. All these buzzer beaters. Iowa's wild comeback. What on earth is happening? It wasn't even March yet, but boy, did that get us ready for it. It's close. It's March today. Hey, it's the madness. Two weeks away. Uh, Isaac, thanks for coming on the show and bringing your hair and your guitar. Oh, man. All the time. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Drake. I'm Drake Tolton, Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears. Thank you for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. Come back tomorrow, and there will be basketball. This has been, always will be, Locked On Baylor.